waiting to take their place. So I got to work stripping the two single beds in the room where Hannah and Haley had been and gave it a good clean. I'd helped them pack that morning and tidied up as I'd gone along, so thankfully it wasn't in too much of a state. I was lucky, as for the past five years I'd lived in a roomy, detached Victorian house that I called the TARDIS. It didn't look that big from the outside, but it had six bedrooms and was spread out over three floors. Cleaning it was a nightmare and it was permanently freezing cold, but all that space meant I had two spare bedrooms especially for foster children. In my forties, I was a single mum to my six-year-old biological son, Pete. Then there was ten-year-old Tess and her nine-year-old sister, Sam. I'd been fostering for fourteen years when they'd come to live with me when they were three and four, and they had never left. I'd been granted permanency, which meant that it had been agreed at a social services panel that they would remain with me forever. I was hoping to adopt them, but none of us felt like there was any rush, as I already looked upon them as my own children. They'd come to live with us when Pete was a year old, and he couldn't remember a time without them. As far as he was concerned, they were his sisters. I'd seen their photos in a well-known fostering magazine that I subscribed to, and had been intrigued by Sam's disabilities, as well as falling in love with Tessie's beautiful blonde curly hair, so I'd found out more about them. They'd come from a family of four children. Two of the children had died from cot death at just a few weeks old, and Sam had been left with brain injuries after her birth parents had tried to smother her when she was a month old, something they'd tried to blame on Tess, who was only 13 months old at the time. Sam had been left with cerebral palsy, global, and development delay, which meant she would always have the mental age of a toddler, and she was autistic and half-blind. After that, there had been questions about whether their siblings had actually died of cot death, but nothing could be proven. Her disabilities didn't faze me, and something inside me just told me I wanted to give these two children a home after everything they'd been through. Before they came to me, they'd been moved fifteen times. They'd even been adopted, but the couple had changed their mind after a few weeks and they'd been sent back. These poor kids had faced so much upheaval, trauma and rejection in their lives but I knew 100% I wanted to foster them, and amazingly, I had space, as two children were about to leave me and go back to live with their birth parents. It was one of those things I liked to think was meant to be, and now I couldn't imagine our family without them in it. Even though she was only ten, Tess was a great help with other foster children, and all three of my kids were very adaptable. I suppose it was all they'd ever known, they were used to going to school and coming home and finding two new children had come to live with us, and luckily they'd never resented that or got jealous. It was just after lunch, and I was taking the sheets and duvet covers out of the washing machine, when the phone rang. Hi Maggie, it's Simon here. Simon was my supervising social worker at the fostering agency that I worked for. That didn't take long, I laughed. The girls only left this morning. What can I do for you? I wanted to have a chat to you about another placement. Social services have been on. We've had a referral for a two- and a three-year-old, and I wondered if you were available. He explained that they were being removed from their parents under an emergency protection order, EPO, that afternoon, from a council house on a notorious estate half an hour away. Generally, social workers try and work with parents and get their permission for their children to come into care, 
which is known as a voluntary care order, or Section 20. But in urgent situations where they felt the children were at significant risk or harm, they could remove them under an EPO. Yes, of course I'll take them, I told him. The other kids will be delighted that it's Littlies. I was excited. My last few placements had been teenagers, so I was pleased at the idea of having some younger ones to stay. It meant we could all do things together that my children still like to do, like arts and crafts, baking and puppet shows, and it was a lot easier if they all enjoyed similar activities. I also thought it would be nice for my kids to be the oldest ones for once, as I knew they'd been quite intimidated by Hannah and Haley. What else can you tell me about them? I asked. Sorry, Maggie, all I know is that it's a two-year-old girl and her three-year-old brother. No problem, I said. I'll wait to hear from social services then. Great, Simon replied. They should be...